Hey, welcome to Kingsway Caring Bar. We are a community inspired by love to live differently. I'm Dave, one of the pastors here. It's so great to have you with us. We pray this teaching will inspire you, build your faith, and lead you to a life of fullness and freedom in Jesus. Enjoy the message. Indeed, great are you, Lord, and we just declare your greatness this morning. Thank you that you are here, you are present, and that we can be in your presence together, both in this space and out there in outer space. We just commit this time to you. Pray, God, that you would both encourage us and challenge us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. It is good to be in the room with you again. Some new faces that haven't uh, been in the room yet. So welcome to the space where God is, right? I'm wearing my shoes of peace, Adam. They do, I I agree. And they're kind of warm as well. For those of you who see our Facebook uh, or might be connected to some of our WhatsApp groups, you will notice that I've done a few videos over the last few months called um, Soulful Interruption. I don't know if anyone's seen any of them over the last few months, but uh, I thought today I would do a live Soulful Interruption. Is that okay? Um, You know, I get asked a lot of questions by a lot of people about a lot of things. And I don't always have the answer. And sometimes that's challenging, and sometimes that's okay. But I tend to always have an opinion. (laughs) Um, And I want to share with you some of my opinions this morning, if that's kind of okay with you and with you out there watching. Um, So yeah, a soulful interruption. I want to share some reflections that I feel God has stirred up in me over these last three months uh, in particular. And as I said, I get asked a lot of questions because I guess being in some of the positions that I sit in, people are curious and want to know, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about COVID-19? What do you think about Black Lives Matter? What do you think about et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? And so I find myself in all of my different places, whether that be at home, my kids asking me, whether it be in one of my three places of work, because I currently have three different jobs. Um, And so in all of those places, I get asked questions about this all the time. So I thought I would give you some of my kind of heart around some of these big things that are going on in our world at the moment. We are living in a crisis. I'm sure you're all aware of that. That's why you're all sitting one and a half meters apart, well, most of you. Extraordinary times in our world. A global pandemic, incredible injustices, the Black Lives Matter movement, financial uncertainty, and more. We are all aware of what is going on around us in the world. And I'm sure you all have questions. You all have opinions. 
You all have ideas and viewpoints and worldviews of how you and us and we should be, act and respond to what is going on around us. I find that um, a crisis brings out the best and the worst in people, right? And we've seen that, haven't we? Um, we've seen some of the best, the inspirations, you know, those, the self-sacrificing, those putting their hands up, those going the extra mile. We've also seen kind of some of the worst, you know, the punch-ups over toilet paper. We've seen the good and the bad. We've maybe even experienced both ourselves, and maybe if we're honest, because, you know, we're just in this room together and the millions out there who are watching, that there's been times when we've done both ourselves. Yeah? Me included. In this season, I, first of all, I thought, I, I want to acknowledge our team. Our team here at, at Caring Bar have been extraordinary. They have adapted, they have changed, they have been challenged, they have worked with different changing restrictions and you name it, week after week after week, everything changes and they adapt, they work with it, they work with each other, uh, even if that was on Zoom. And so our team here have been inc incredible, both behind the scenes, uh, in making this, in everything that we have done the team here has been awesome and heaps grateful and thankful for them. And for those that are leading our other two campuses, Brook and Tam doing amazing jobs at Sea Change and Panet and Shrey Pike in Cambodia, doing some incredible work over there, serving the poor, going online um, and all of that in a country that would make those things a lot more difficult and challenging. So well done, right? Super impressed and Love what God is doing in us. So there's a couple of things I wanna share with you in my soulful interruption. So I believe that today you will be interrupted. Is that okay? I wanna interrupt your headspace. I wanna interrupt your thinking. I want you to be challenged. I want you to be encouraged. I want something, the Spirit of God to stir something in you today. I find that people do one of two things in a crisis. This is both from experience and from what I see in our world. They either react to it or they respond to it. Generally, we react from emotion. Fear, pride, frustration, which often results in blame, judgment, selfishness, and hurting other people. And if you look around our world, you will see how people react emotionally to what's going on. Or we respond. When we respond, it is more from thoughtful reflection and listening and wrestling with what we see. It is more of a delayed process because there's a reflection before the response. When people respond, it results more in things like reconciliation, kindness, taking responsibility, and justice. You know, in many ways, the world has always found itself in different crises, different measures. But most of us have probably not experienced what we are seeing and feeling and experiencing 
in the last six months ever before in our lifetime. So I want to challenge us. Are we reacting or are we responding? Maybe a bit of both. You know, we react when someone cuts us off in the uh, lane on the road. We react maybe with some emotion, with some hand signals. Or do we respond? You know, Jesus was born into a world in crisis. Political oppression, unrest, racism, prejudice, severe inequality, and poverty, violence, and corruption. Sounds kind of familiar. And when we watch the patterns and the practices of Jesus, the behaviors that he leads us into, I believe we get a great insight at what it could look like for us to be a people responding and not reacting. You know, for example, Jesus refuses to treat women as inferior. You know, given the negative cultural view of women in Jesus' time, the gospel writers each testify to Jesus treating with them with respect, frequently responding in ways that reject cultural norms. He recognizes their dignity, their desires, their gifts, their contributions. You know, the Gospels point us towards including women's voices and gifts and strengths as equals. And Jesus modeled that by his behaviors and his patterns. The conversations that he had, the, the conversation he has with the Samaritan woman at the well goes across all the cultural norms of its time. He leads this example where I believe he responds and not reacts. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 31, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and the helpless and see that they get justice. You see, the goal here is to speak so they get justice. Not to speak so that we can be heard. See, to me, one is reacting to what we see and experience and one is responding. To speak so they get justice. Not to speak just so we get heard. To follow this call, we first must listen. Then we can amplify their voice. You know, I believe that the response-driven person does one thing very differently to those who react to what's going on around them. And I believe Jesus demonstrated this in his life, in the way he related to and treated women, the poor, the marginalized, the prostitutes, the Gentile, the Greek, or the Jew. He always saw the person, not their position, not their color, not their status, not their religion, not their sex. He simply saw the person, a 
person beautifully created in the image of God. And regardless of their status, their race, their position, he gave them dignity, he gave them a voice, and he gave them hope. Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. We no longer see each other in our former state, Jew or non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, because we are all the same through our union with Jesus Christ. No distinction between us. We need to stop looking at people with labels and just look at people. Remove the labels. Because the labels are invented and created and placed on people by humans, by us, by our fears and insecurities, by our pride, our greed, our fear. And there are many labels, right? There's color labels, race labels, social standing labels, education labels, religious labels, bias labels, political labels. And behind every label is a human being created in the image of God with hopes and dreams, with brokenness and imperfection, gifts, strength, and value. Jesus didn't look at the label, he removed them. And in doing so, he said, you are seen, you are valued, you are loved. You know, I believe that Jesus declares the church to be light. He says, you are the light of the world. He doesn't say you could be or you might be. He says, you are that is who I say you are, the light of the world. And what the light continually does, what it just does by the nature of what light is, is it pushes back and removes darkness. The darkness of poverty. The darkness of racism. The darkness of oppression. The darkness of control and corruption. The darkness of injustice inequality and judgment. Light is continually moving on, taking over, destroying, pushing back the darkness that is in our world, the chaos, the uncertainty that we find ourselves in. I believe that the church needs to be a responding movement of Jesus. That is the mission of the church, to be responding to what we see out there, not sitting back and watching, but listening to respond, to be light, the God colors of the world, to bring hope, to bring peace, to bring love, to bring equality, to bring justice. Micah 6, verse 8 says, 
The Lord has told you, humans, what is good. He has told you what he wants from you. To do what is right to other people. To love being kind to others. And to live humbly, obeying your God. To do what is right for other people is living a life of justice. It is speaking up for those that cannot speak for themselves so that they get justice. Not so that I get a lot of likes on my Instagram post. To love being kind to others. You know, to me, this, this represents the life Jesus lived the patterns of his life, the behaviors of his life. Constantly doing what is right to others. He loved being kind to people. I mean, that's different just to being kind to people, isn't it? Love being kind to people. See, there's a big difference, I believe, in an act of kindness and being a kind person. One is momentary, one is a lifestyle. And Jesus is calling us into a lifestyle of kindness and to live humbly. To live humbly. What that tells me is that other people are more important than me. (laughs) You know, I believe that The church has a responsibility to respond to what is going on in our world, to be light, to ask the questions, to listen, so that we can respond the way Jesus would like us to, the way he responded, with a sense of love, of justice, of fairness, of kindness, to be the voice, to be the light, to help create change, to help redirect where we're going as a community, as a country, as a world. But that is not always easy, right? And I can tell you now, when we choose to be a people who respond, to be a voice, to stand up, to stand alongside, to remove the labels that people have created around us, it will cost us. We will get it wrong. (laughs) We will still say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. We'll still mess it up. It's not easy to be a church who responds to what's going on in our world, but I would prefer to be that than be a church that sits back, that reacts and does nothing. Because that to me is not being light. That is when we put our light under a bowl. And that is not the call on the church.
So my challenge to each of us, to each of you, is to remove the labels. Begin to look at people and see people as people. Not their label, not their sexual orientation, not their color, not their social standing in life, but as a person, a beautifully, wonderfully made human being in the image of God that has hopes and dreams, that yes, is broken and perfect, just like we are, and yet strong with gifts and value to bring, that we would love well, that we would do what is right to others, that we would love being kind to one another, and that we would live humbly, obeying our God. Let me pray. God, this is a challenging time we find ourselves in. And sometimes it's not easy to know how should we respond? How should we respond to what we see in our world? To the many, many, many issues of injustice we see around the globe. The poverty the inequality, the violence. You know, I pray that we would all put those shoes of peace on and that we would bring peace wherever we go. That we would be peace bringers and kindness bringers and equality bringers. That we would begin to see people for who they are as beautifully and wonderfully made without the labels, simply people of value, of worth. Pray that you would direct us, you would inspire us, you would encourage us to be that people. we would do what is right to other people, that we would love being kind to others and that we would live humbly, obeying our God in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. If you'd like to connect with us, make a financial gift, or find out more about Kingsway Churches, head to kingsway.org.au. Have a good one.